Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Across the Bifrost. My name is Ryan Doze, and I hope you're having a great day wherever you're at. On today's episode, we have a fantastic group coming back to the show to review a really old comic. But this one is really interesting, given what has gone on this summer in the world of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yes, you know, a few weeks ago, Thor Love and Thunder hit the theaters, and it has been a box office success, and it's a really fun movie. But did you know that this movie, or Jason Aaron's comic book run where Jane becomes Thor, is not the first time that Jane became Thor? Yes, in 1978, there was a What If comic, What If number 10, and it proposed the question... What if Jane Foster had found the hammer of Thor? And for the next <laughs> for the next little bit, we are going to dig into that story, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We are joined by special guest Michelle from Moolit Comics and Matt and Jacob from the Werewolf by Night podcast. We have a fantastic conversation ahead, and I just want you to sit back and enjoy this fun episode. Some of the references are a little bit out of place because this was actually recorded several weeks before love and thunder was coming out so just bear with us there this is a little bit of an old recording but it's a fun chat and i hope you enjoy what you're about to listen to we have got a great panel of friends of the show coming back to talk about what if number 10 what if jane foster had found the hammer of thor introducing our panel we've got michelle from moonlit comics hey michelle hi ryan thank you so much for having me back it's always a pleasure to join you on your podcast and i'm pretty excited about this uh this wacky issue we have tonight wacky is so appropriate (laughs) uh then we've got uh jacob and matt from werewolf by night guys thank you for coming back for the the issue that jacob and i talked about so long ago that we wanted to do so thank you for coming back for this issue guys thanks so much i'm i'm ready to talk about it i was excited i i feel like i kind of tricked you into doing this i i brought it up and said how weird and great it was and i forgot to tell you that it actually sucks (laughs) <laughs> so i kind of uh i kind of uh, lured you into that sorry about that how does it, i feel like this is appropriate it's got to be talked yeah. about the the yep, secret origin of, of jane as thor we yeah, thanks, are uh, thanks for having me back ryan uh, you're you're welcome matt thank you i didn't know if i would be invited back but no no you like you did great man that was i mean when we revisited the first appearance of thor you're uh i mean you you ran me through the ringer and that was we came to the conclusion that I actually secretly hate Thor. So it was, it was Aww. good for all of us to know that. I thought you were no, going to say, you rode me hard and put me away wet, but you, you went a different way. <laughs> Moving no, into the episode. Uh, yeah. So we are going to go. It's a horse term, people. It's not about sex. It's a horse <laughs> term. Hey, we a did have, care. we had a great time though on that, on that episode. That, that was, was super a, fun. That was so that funny. Was a lot yeah, of fun. So. I, let's hop into our issue what if number 10 it's entitled what if jane foster had found the hammer of thor so michelle you have the dubious distinction of having the cover so tell the listeners what the heck we're starting off with okay i'll do my best ryan so yeah we're looking at what if 
Jane Foster had found the Hammer of Thor, issue 10, with the cover date of August 1978. We have cover pencils by John Buscema with inks by Gaspar Saladino. And we have Jane Foster right in the middle of the cover here, swinging her hammer furiously with uh, the little stone alien men that we saw back in Journey into Mystery hopping out of their spaceship. But this time they are orange instead of green, which I thought was worth mentioning. <laughs> um, and underneath the uh, the corner box, we have kind of Thor uh, in, a, in a little square there saying by the sacred beard of Odin kind of observing the scene here and James is saying don't worry your golden locks about me thunder god Thordis can take care of herself right um, also <laughs> Um, so the the solicitation in the bottom right corner says the wildest, most wondrous, what if yet? And wait till you lay your eyes on our startling shock ending. So uh, yeah, the, the cover grabs you in and there there is something to note about the image in the actual corner box itself. Um, we have Thor right below the the price uh, the price box there in <laughs> basically what I would call booty shorts. Um, <laughs> oh he's he's displaying some pretty pretty nice uh, muscles. Uh, <laughs> muscles. He's been he's been working out. He's kind of walking in with the just jacked up there, basically yeah, with no jacked. pants on. And Ryan told me I had to tell you guys all about that. So it, I did my best. More, it's He's one of those things. <laughs> the The coloring is so it's the coloring is off. So they didn't color his like his bottom half. So he literally like the, from the knee to the to the the bottom, basically the top of his thigh. He's he's all flesh colored. That's that's not a Thor look. That's not a thing. He doesn't. He's not Prince Adam from He Man. Like that's not his normal look. So, well, but he is on this cover. It's very seventies. So, yeah. yeah, storm gods <laughs> are doing it for themselves. So, yeah. well, and it's it's funny because his boots are are knee high. So he has like the, what looks like booty shorts with knee high boots, and then like short yeah. sleeves, like ripped muscles, and just walking in. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Question. Uh, raising your hand on, on the cover. Yeah, I, I believe in order. Law, I'm an law and order guy, even though I'm a Democrat. Um, Robert's rules of order. Why? Why? Order why guy. is she referring to uh, Thor as the? What is it on the cover? She says like Storm Thor, Thunder God. Thunder God. Thunder. But he's God. not. Isn't that the whole point of this? Uh, you're gonna. This is a lie. There's so much inconsistency. And on our show, issue. when somebody lies on the cover, I have a drink. Yeah, you're right. You oh yeah, that's that. true. That's true. Oh, cheers, my friends. Cheers, mm. cheers. <laughs> All right. Oh, what? Oh, sorry. This is John or Sal Busima. John. This is John, right? John. Mm -hmm. I John actually, I, I really like the cover. I think the cover's pretty cool. Yeah, the I'm, cover's awesome, and and like like this whole story, like like I'm totally on board with this story until the name Thordis. <laughs> and then I'm out. Like it just yeah. it pulls me right out. Like it's one of the it was one of the first flaws that we'll see in this uh, very flawed story. Do you remember when Jacob? We're I think we're older than our uh, other folks here. Do you remember when uh, at the height of the PC thing in the early '90s, uh, they wanted to change the name of like waiter and waitress to waitrons? Like that was floated around as a legitimate like this will solve. Are you sure? Waitrons. Waitrons? I, I don't remember that. was a that, gender no. neutral term that was floated 
as a way of not sexualizing or whatever, indicating or gendering your server. Okay. I expect service robots when you say Waitrons. Yeah. Yeah, well, I definitely Thor would makes me robots. think of that, where it's like, I don't know. I don't know what Thor's deal. I don't know what's between Thor's legs. I don't care. It's the Thordis. <laughs> well, Wait, that's okay. Waitrons. Yeah. I learned something Waitrons. new today. I, I had never heard yeah. of Waitrons. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't remember that either, Matt. Are you sure this wasn't some kind of like 90s fever dream? Nope. This is like, like your first listening to freshman year in college, like 93, 94. This was, this was going to fix everything. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, no, no. Sorry. That, that that was not 616, my friend. Okay, well, that's a great John Buscema, uh <laughs> Thor yelling face on the cover. Sorry, let's go to the first page. Oh, okay. my God. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a great striking cover. The uh, the uh, credits page is all up to Jacob, though. That's okay. The, I do the credits page on Matt and I on our podcast, so, uh, oh, so you're I feel... Equipped. Yeah, I am. I'm very equipped. Like I, I can't do like laundry it's, it's... at home, and I can't do credits yeah. pages on our show. Like, I'm banned from certain activities yeah. you ruin no, one I'm... wash of laundry yeah. when you're dating 15 17 years later you still can't do laundry no which is okay all right so opening page what if jane foster had found the hammer of thor so our cast of creators this issue is don glut writer rick hoberg artist uh dave oh yeah dave hunt is the inker carl gafford colorist carol lay letter roy thomas editor and we've got Jim Shooter, but he's just a consulting editor. He has yet to take over as editor-in-chief. Ah. So, yeah, um, uh, I guess I wanted to do kind of a quick note on Don Glut. Yes, so, please. Yeah, so uh, I actually think, I mean, he, he did lots of cool comics work, but I think the coolest thing that he did was was as, as indie of a filmmaker as you can get. Uh, at the age of nine, Don Glut started making uh amateur films and he made films about comic characters he did all this cool shit like like you can go on youtube you can see a lot of his films he technically made the first spider-man film i think in like 68 or 69 amazing very low budget uh, you know we're talking super eight maybe 16 i think he may have graduated to 16 at some point but these are very low budget, but super endearing. It actually got him his first recognition. Uh, Forrest Ackerman, who did the uh, the magazine uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland, very famous kind of uh, you know monster mag. He did a big article on Don Glut and his and his amateur films, and it's uh, it's really cool. You can see a lot of them on YouTube. I highly recommend going and uh, watching them because they're fucking darling, and it's. Uh, Really, really cool. It, uh, on his wiki, sadly, it says that he's most well known for writing the novelization of The Empire Strikes Back, which he did, but that is not what he's most well known for. <laughs> I thought that was kind of the stupidest thing I've ever read. Because uh, Don Glut did tons of comic writing and he did a lot of cool shit. He wrote horror stories for like Warren magazines, uh, a lot of gold key stuff. Um, Matt, Dr. you're Spectre. a fan of. Yeah, Doctor Specter, a lot of cool. He's still writing stuff. for the uh, yeah. the creeps now. It's called Shudders. Still, he's still yeah, writing. that's right. Yeah, he did a. I think when Matt, when you were showing me the creeps, and I was uh, turning through it, I was like, oh shit, they got some old timers because I saw written by Don Glut in one of those. Which, uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. So I basically am just saying all this to be like, don't judge Don Glut on this story alone. No, he did a lot of other uh, like TV stuff too. I saw yeah, where no, like he wrote for a but like any like any 80s cartoon you can really think of. Oh yeah. He wrote for that <laughs> yeah, cartoon for sure. at one point or another. 
Yeah, uh, it's like, like him and Mark Evanier like ha have um, writing credits on nearly everything in the '80s. So yeah, so that's we're, a lot of Matt and I childhood. With this issue, we're not talking about like the pinnacle of Don Glut's work. No, <laughs> we're talking about really probably one of the one of the uh, how do you say le lesser uh, lesser works that he did. So yeah, yeah, he's not at his no, peak it, right now when he's writing for Shutter or The Creeps either. By the way. No, no, he's not. But there was he that is, sweet spot in the middle memory. where he was, <laughs> yeah, where he was, he was so great. And yeah, we're going to say a lot of, you know, probably not great stuff about his, his writing in this. But uh, I, I mean, I think Ryan listeners to your show know that you're a fan of Jane Foster as I Thor. I am. I am a huge fan. We're all fans of Jane Foster as Thor. Like we, yes. all of us are totally on board with the Aaron run with the new movie. We're very excited. We're huge fans. We're just going to talk about this issue to bring to the forefront that this was not the greatest debut of Jane Foster as Thor. It kind of did her wrong in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, I was just a yeah. Well, since Ryan invited me on like a month ago and we had to break this up into multiple things, uh, I've been reading a bunch of comics gate stuff and I'm not into Jane Foster as Thor anymore. I'm anti. <laughs> I feel threatened. <laughs> And I don't oh like the way the world's changing, and I'm angry. Oh, so you you were radicalized, Matt. <laughs> I was radicalized. Like you were radicalized in a month, three weeks. <laughs> so what's going to happen, Matt? We're on a break for our own show, so we're we're going to start back up next month, and you're coming mm -hmm. in as like a full on comic skate guy, like EVS all the way, I guess. So that's actually, he's going to be on the first show. Yeah. Oh, oh well, thanks God. for informing me about oh. that. I really I really appreciate it. So we wow. can talk about a shitty frog comic that's never going to come out. <laughs> a beautiful partnership. That's why you don't like fun. Torn asunder. <laughs> I'm sorry, you hate white people and how we made everything yeah. great. Yeah. Well, guys, you, yeah, you heard her here first, the end of the Werewolf by Night podcast. Wow. It's, it, we're going to we're going to have to make a documentary, <laughs> The Rise and Fall of Werewolf by Night. Oh man. So, we, uh, so this opening splash in with all the credits on it. We get it like a classic, like Thor big a big, you know, uh pose. I I actually kind of liked Rick Hoiberg's uh art. Um, it was, I, I thought it was very clean and very classic. Uh, and for something like a what if comic, I was like, oh, I know like oftentimes like the, the what if books, they would kind of like give opportunities for guys that weren't like mainstays to do these books. And like Rick Hoiberg was not a name I knew before this, but it was one of those names where I was like, okay, like if I see his name on something later on. I'm not going to immediately like turn my brain off and not care because I actually really enjoyed the artwork in this issue. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Clean is this... the first word that came to mind for me, Ryan. Like, um, there's pages and there's panels in here where it's like, that looks like Mike Allred, like hyper clean. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I'll point it's him out when I see clean. him, but like, it was yeah. like uncanny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought this was a really good um instance of someone because we have so many people that will copy kirby so many people that'll try and do kirby just be like oh i just have to do this and this but it, it's so weird like like you can try and copy kirby as much as you can but you can never have the dynamism it's like kirby is some kind of like 4k ultra hd tv and everyone that's trying to copy him is like a light bright like it's mm -hmm. just like just kind of like weird pegs of color and it looks okay but it also is just a little weird i don't know it just never uh, like just this rings hollow for me and rick hoberg does a great job but when you're trying to copy kirby you're gonna fail at every instance 
the the third page though I, I really do think we get like one of the coolest pages <laughs> in the comic where it's a double page uh this big panorama kind of like view of all the different key moments of thor's origin story and hoberg layers them over each other and uh, they, they do a great job of the stone men i think the stone men look great on this page they actually have some definition to them and they actually we get to see some of their uh, you know their facial features and they're not just you know drawn from a distance as these bland you know rock characters uh and then you can see Don Blake's descent into uh, into the cave. He grabs the stick and he becomes Thor. We really get a condensed version of the origin story as told by Owatu in this double page uh, spread. Uh, but I enjoyed this page as well. The, the first third of this comic is really reminding us of what the origin of Thor should have been and kind of the small variations that they're going to do while introducing Jane, the, the first part of this comic is very familiar uh, to those who are uh, uh, have read the origin story before. Which I'd imagine is the was kind of the standard for the time for the what if stories. The first few yeah. pages are kind of setting up the the reality in case you don't know the character that well. Yeah, um, exactly. this, the right half of this double page spread here, I think, is poster worthy. I, I absolutely love it. I don't I don't agree with Jacob at all. Um, yeah. And I, I see he's doing a little Kirby in the in the hand, you know, the foreshortening of the fingers. That's a little Kirby kind of a homage there. But uh, yeah, I think this is amazing. Like having that lame cripple down there with the stick and then the really cool, powerful guy above him. <laughs> I love that. I love that drawing. Yeah, I love everything about the first three pages, the title page, and then these two are are fantastic and i wasn't expecting the art to be this great i don't know why but i i love this going into it it got me really excited to to read this story because this is pretty badass and i just have to say now it's finally i finally understand what you mean ryan about the corner box being miscolored because i just yeah. looked up a photo of like the actual floppy and yeah, you're, yeah. so it's yeah. that's even more <laughs> hilarious to me i just I, it's one of those small little things of like i've read enough thor comics from just like that's wrong. That's completely yeah. wrong. So the error <laughs> and, happened in digitization. Yes. In that coloring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Oh yeah, and that's just in the uh, in the digital because I have the what if um, trade right here, and he is oh. totally blue on his legs there. Oh, so. good. Good. The trade gave him some pants. Yeah, so it's yeah. just Marvel Unlimited that somehow did that little color mix-up. Some intern at Marvel was like, yep. what if we didn't give him pants? <laughs> but you know what's funny, though? He, that, he, that corner box actually makes him match Jane Foster I on know. the cover. Right? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was Jane, a cheeky Jane doesn't thing have pants. Right, Jane has no pants, so. Yeah. <laughs> Matt on the fourth page we're going to start uh telling some differences between the original uh origin and uh and we'll, where we're taking jane so why don't you take us to page four yeah so there's this cool long on the left side this very long vertical panel here where iwatu is showing us uh essentially introducing the multiverse that there's infinite yeah. variations on the worlds that we know and he says let us go to a world where um, what the story of Thor we know didn't happen. And so we see the origin starting anew on an earth that we don't know yet, um, where it's uh, Dr. Blake and Jane Foster, his nurse, and they're in Norway, just like we know from Journey to Mystery. And um, he's in love with her and he's he's scared to tell her that because um, 
you know, she's not going to love him because he's a cripple. I mean, everybody hates cripples and lames. Is lames a term? Lames? Yeah. Um, So, you know, (laughs) he's saying a woman so beautiful could never love dot, 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 a cripple. And so he says, taking some more scenery. Yeah, you know, she's thinking maybe he's using his lameness as an excuse. She's like, I know he loves me. Why don't he tell me? Um, Yeah, different times. It it is weird to to hear this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so this is uh, essentially kind of setting up the same dynamic, I would imagine. It's just uh, dropping us down in a new... uh, a new path where this diverges here and splits into a, a forked in the road that changes very drastically. Yeah. And, uh, and Michelle's going to like take us into the next page, but I wanted to highlight this about the, how they're, they're fitting Jane into the origin story because she's not in the original origin story. Like she doesn't show up in journey to mystery 83. And I kind of feel like she fits here better uh, and like, I wonder what the origin story would have been like with her in it. That, I don't know. I feel like she, she belongs here more than, uh, more than Don just doing all this stuff in Norway by himself uh, back in Journey Mystery 83. But just my opinion. I agree with you, Ryan. It makes a bit more sense that, that Don would be traveling with someone. <laughs> um, no, he just went on yeah. vacation by himself. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine, too. No judgment. No judgment on that. But yeah, I think this makes a lot more sense. Um, So I'm with you there. But yeah, so in in this page, uh, we kind of get more of that uh, inner monologue or inner in the inner thoughts between Jane and Don. They're both thinking about their feelings for one another until they stop and witness these alien spaceships coming down through the forest. and the aliens end up seeing the stone men. Uh, they end up seeing the pair and they proclaim that the two of them must die. So Don and Jane turn to run and hide from, from these crazy alien stone men. I love them on the, the bottom two panels. The stone men oh. are great. <laughs> yeah, I love the stone men in, in this issue. They're, they're so much more detailed. They're so much scarier. I like it. Bot- the bottom right panel is I, I, I it's really good i i <laughs> i enjoy it i enjoy the i enjoy the inking on it I, well, this, much, like, this is a really good aping of kirby like i yes. agree with jacob if he agrees with me on this like this is this is someone doing a kirby atlas era monster perfectly no that bottom left panel could be from journey into mystery 83. yeah like it like it's it's so good yeah there, no there's a i don't know there there are definitely like you know maybe a page worth of panels in this issue that i feel like they really um like like hoberg really did get the get the assignment and understand how to channel kirby in more of a i, I don't know i mean the, the art's fine in this and some of it some of it is stellar I have a question. Did is one of the myriad of things that changed from this world and that world um, that they became orange? Is yes. that in the print? Okay, so that like were, little green men were too corny in the well, late seventies, so they made them little orange men. Well, I you know I was reading the Marvel Unlimited, and and in last issue they were they were green on the cover, and they were kind of orange in the issue, right? Like they yeah. were orange for oh, were they? in the okay, issue. Yeah. Were, okay. Oh, I thought they but, were green throughout. But which one of us, like Michelle, was it you that read the scan or or like uh, of where they they were green on the in, interior? 
I thought that they were green throughout the story, at least on the comicsology version. I think but I read I the scan. Pirate. I think page. Matt re oh. Matt read the scan, so yeah, okay, I think it was the. I thought they were green the whole the whole. Thing. Jacob and I read Unlimited, and they're definitely orange in the interior. They're definitely the orange in the interiors. So, but yeah, that's the that's just the latest digital version, and you know, that's yeah, not always... so hmm, that is a good but, question. I didn't even think to go back and look at that. I, I didn't sensitive. either. But either way, um, they look a lot cooler in this issue. They're a little bit, they're elevated stone alien men. You know, yeah, they're super <laughs> elevated. It's uh, so true, but it sounds Red. like. And I love their purple guns. They have purple guns. <laughs> At least in the digital version, they're purple. Yeah, thank God their belts yep. and stuff aren't blue because they look like the thing. Yeah, which would be exactly. too confusing. I mean, it'd be they, very confusing. They're the thing with longer heads. That's yes. Just all yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but oh, oh my gosh, I'm I've I've already I've already gotten lost. Uh, Jacob, I think the next page of uh yep. of this Jane is, going this into is, the cave is you. Yep, this is my page, and yeah, um, if you listen to the last episode, we talked about the journey into mystery issue. This is pretty much uh, verbatim what happened to uh, Don Blake. And but instead of that, we get uh, it happening to Jane Foster. So she falls down, gets onto the path, goes through the cave, finds a opening that's blocked by a boulder, then finds like kind of a hidden lever that um, swings the giant uh, um, rock wall open and leads to a passageway so yeah pretty pretty much exactly what happened in the journey into mystery issue that was the debut she's very daphne here like from scooby-doo <laughs> she is Daphne. secret <laughs> secret switch in the turtleneck yeah and... yeah Jinkies. yeah the, this outfit is is pretty on point it's i mean mm -hmm. she's she's color coordinated all the way from you know head to toe <laughs> Yeah, so she came on vacation ready, ready to look her best, no matter yes, what you she's would. Doing. <laughs> of course. Well, the colorist—I I forget who the colorist is uh, already. <laughs> We're only five it's, pages. It's, it's Carl Gafford, who uh, Carl, actually colored okay. colored a lot of uh, the World Finite issues that we went. There through. we go. There so we go. Car Carl must love purple though, because our, we're seeing a lot of purple. Oh, and he does. I, I, yeah. Okay. This is yeah the whole the whole page is pretty much purple outside yeah. of like a little bit of orange and a little bit of yellow. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's nice. I enjoy it. Yeah, I dig it. There, so the transformation page is again kind of like Jacob said. It's it's the same. It's we're getting all those similar beats and uh, like after we get past this origin, like it's like we're really gonna diverge from the from. The early journey into mystery comics, but for now, we see you know, Jane pick up the stick. She gets frustrated. She can't move the boulder with it, and we see that very Kirby-esque transformation where it's these heavy like blots of ink and these these vibrant yellows and reds around her form as she's changing. And she says, um, in her version of this, she says, "I can feel myself changing too." Like I'm growing taller, getting stronger. Oh Lord, is this really happening or am I dreaming? And then we turn the page to what I believe we should have had in the original of the full big splash of it, but we get it here. And the first glimpse of uh, of our new hero, uh, 
man, this page. I, I what are our thoughts on this page? I'm very curious. <laughs> Love it. I absolutely adore it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, tell us why you hate it. Yeah. I, I don't I don't hate it. I, I I think that the costume design is interesting. Um but <laughs> the solar panels are now cups. Is that your problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's designed by uh, Jean Paul Gaultier, but um, sure. you know that's cool. The rib cage is a little severe. The rib cage he, is quite yeah, severe. Would... It's almost like a Pac Man yeah. <laughs> side cut. <laughs> yeah, but it gets very into uh, yeah, yeah. That that's a it's a very skinny waist, and um, yeah, I mean it's it's a very impressive page. I I just feel like. Uh, like the costume design on on Thordis is is slightly lacking. I I don't feel like this costume would be a good choice if you uh, translated it uh, exactly how it is into uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't think that oh. would fly. No, you're right. Though. I mean, initially looking at this at this page, it, overall it's pretty stunning and pretty awesome. But then, yeah, if you really look at the costume, it's a it's a little basic and kind of cringe so. so is thor's isn't that the point <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i thought the asgardians were like super like advanced so why doesn't the hammer say they be worthy well Ooh. i mean you would you would assume so but um yeah i don't know it's just something yeah this is this is going to be a problem for the rest of the issue i i i feel like i feel like the costume is is, is a little off and really yeah it's, it's cringy as michelle said it's cringy it's a little you you've ruined it for me though jacob <laughs> it, it really couldn't have just been me that's that's you know staring at the uh front part of the costume and being like no, wow that's right. just that's a that's a bad choice so tell us oh. maestro what would you do how would you make this better? Don't just yeah. shit on it. Like, <laughs> fucking bring something. Yeah. What's your vision? Well, you know, I, 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 you I got, just, I would, I would probably, I would take oh, the hubcaps away. This is an elevator ride. What do you got? Yeah. We're going to see Stan. We got two floors. One floor. You're Those sinking. Come on. What are you saying to Stan? Look, take, take the hubcaps away. Make it, uh, you know, just, just make it a little different. Make it a little uh, color variation or, or something that's, that's not uh, gleaming hubcaps from a 57 Chevy. That's my pitch. So you don't like you, the cups. Friend. That is your, your main problem is boobs. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I have a problem with it. I, I oh, think it's a bad design. Are going to get along great. This yeah. Is... Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> What's crazy is this is essentially Valkyrie's outfit. It is like, Valkyrie's outfit from the early defenders yeah. stuff. Yeah. From the early defenders, which I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. Sorry. I I will I say, love, I love the page still though. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. how sometimes like we'll find a page and be like, I don't like this page. I do like this page yeah. moving on. <laughs> yep. But the, the, like, what I love about this is like Matt and his comic skate friends. If if this was a if this was a horse <laughs> or a frog, it'd be no problem. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. I mean, it would be. <laughs> you know, I would have zero of zero. Actually, you know, it would be one of my favorite comics uh, of all time. You know, from when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. But it's just something about Jane. I just the MCU. I'm just. Uh, I feel threatened. Uh, um. So I I want to point out that um 
I appreciate that they stuck with the same style of transformation. Oh yeah. Those, yeah. I even like though, too. I mean, it's so many years later, but they still, they still did that. I mean, the I, wrestling belt is chic and kicky. That's true. That's true. The wrestling there, belt though. is not as it's, it is still there. It, it's, it's not there. ostentatious. Yeah. And I, I like the trans, the, the simple uh, transformation that they, they did. They basically copied the original, but the Kirby crackle. Yeah. Unlike the original Thor in Journey to Mystery 83, though, Jane does not skip leg day. Um, no. Like, <laughs> her legs are massive. And it's like, she looks yeah. hella strong. She can crush yeah, she does. those legs. <laughs> uh, okay. Like She-Hulk. Yeah. I do think like I think Hoiberg did a really good job on on her 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 face and like her hair like I think the helmet's a little silly kind of like the original helmet but yeah oh no I mean, the hammer looks better in this one the hammer looks way better in this one yeah weirdly mm-hmm. enough the hammer does look better in this one mm-hmm. yeah and she got she got blonde hair uh, yeah. more like spun gold <laughs> yes spun gold hair. <laughs> Michelle, you want to take us into the next page? I kind of stepped all over Matt's page. Oh, oh, is it okay? Um, okay, so holy text, Batman. This is an interesting uh, part. So so Jane decides to name herself Thordis. Oh God! Interestingly, um, after a Norwegian girl from nursing school. yeah, she says, I As remember from, from nursing school, a Norwegian girl named Thordis. That has a nice sound to it. All right, then that's what I'll call myself, Thordis. And yep. now to see if I really have inherited all of the Thunder God's awesome powers, okay? So she then she goes to lift the boulder saying, um, let's see, where, boop, boop, boop. Oh, yeah, Hercules and all you other strong men, eat your hearts out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and she says, now I can lift it as easily as I'd lift a pebble. So we we graduated from the cardboard analogy cardboard. and journey into mystery to a pebble, which I think is a little bit more relevant. Um, and then we see that the aliens have, have Don uh, trapped on the edge of a cliff, and he falls, but... Thordis swoops in right in the nick of time to catch him from falling off uh, the cliff. So Dr. Blake is safe uh, and he's like, who, who saved me? And she says, call me Thordis if I can call you Don. <laughs> so. It's very familiar. Yeah. yeah. But there's some, there's some good lame shaming in that one panel. My lameness oh, has doomed yeah. us both. If I hadn't been lame, these monsters never would have caught up to me. Yeah, Jane so, have so after my cane, it so thinks yeah. you'd think that we bring this up a lot, but it's actually yeah, Marvel it's not, itself it's that brings up. It is the book. It's it's, yeah. it's every single time in the Silver Age when poor Donald Blake is on there, they just call him lame as many times as you can fit on each page. So so this is it, it yeah. is his defining feature. It, it <laughs> is his defining <laughs> feature. I think I might have asked this uh, previously when we talked about the journey into mystery, but was this cave and this whole thing with the stick, this was all put there by Odin? Is this part of a, um, like a steps of something he has to do to uh, awaken from the Don Blake uh, mantle, you know, scales covering his eyes and make. Well, well, I mean, it's mentioned later in the issue. Yeah. Is it? 
Yeah, we, yeah. Okay. we will get I mean, there in our world. Soon. In our sorry, in 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 the six one six. Is it the same? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. it is the same in six one six. Okay. Yeah. That was my question. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Not not just in the what if issue. No, not yeah, in this yeah, one, yeah. but like in the yeah. 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 And, and I remember when we were talking about it last time during the journey in a mystery chat. I mentioned that in the what if they they talk about Odin putting all this into place. And when I read that in yep. this issue, I, I said, okay, I have to go and look, look that up. Like, is it just in this alternate universe or had that become um, yeah. reality? It's 616 reality. And, and it did, but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So the next page we uh, see Thordis flies away, leaves Blake um, on the ground and and he's he he says wait the woman i love is down by those caves can you and she flies away but this is this is the page where we really uh where it really hits home the kind of the romance subplot of this that um uh, that dr blake is is a a shut down man that can't talk about his feelings to Ugh. the woman that he loves and so he's he he tells this this new uh, you know uh, norse goddess that that he loves this woman but can't actually say it to jane foster and so jane throughout this issue will kind of uh, go back to that and just be like oh yeah. he can't just tell me he has to tell pretty much everyone else on earth but uh but me so um yeah <laughs> so yeah instead of multiple pages of thor fighting the stoneman in this it like wraps up so friggin quickly yeah it really does like there's just like one or two like 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 you know jane pretty much makes quick work of the rock aliens in like three panels and then is instantly back in the cave with uh with donald blake saying like let's go don i have a stick you can use as a temporary cane because <laughs> she has to bring it up every time and and so yeah they they, they go out of the cave and and there's a uh, some uh, some um, army fellows actually nato for some reason i think it says on their on their helmets it says look those aliens that were our jet that, that our jets were fighting are leaving the earth they say but but why what could have driven them off and one guy with the binoculars says there's nobody around except for that lame passerby and his girlfriend but neither of them could be earth's secret weapon so yeah we're not we're not overstating the fact that 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 blake is called lame constantly it's really sad yeah it's overkill it's overkill for sure like we get it we get we get that yeah, the, we got the it. human form is, is is human as as flaws and as frail and then the god is 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 all powerful but you don't just have to keep calling the guy lame for christ's sake no when was this or published no. 78 yeah 78. 78. so i mean we're I know throwing back after. to the 62 issue but just yeah just weird it's weird <laughs> what i love about how the nato guy is like and his girlfriend i just kind of yeah. wish like we knew he was saying that like so they could hear so they just turn around and they're both like whoa no 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 whoa, like, wait, you like me what, we haven't I like you. <laughs> who, who told you that we were i didn't like i they've like haven't defined the relationship and it's that awkward no. like yeah oh no no like do, do you like me do, do i like you i'm very confused uh honestly like don other, don like, probably issues like yeah. before. Don probably went and had a conversation with these NATO guys. It's just like, I love this girl. So, so they know. Just slightly hint that we're already dead yeah. and then it'll just become true. <laughs> There's but, no uh, way that NATO would swing into action this quickly. You know how many yeah. like meetings and like, 
Like, this is an international oh. coalition. You know how yeah. long it would take for them to spring into action when aliens attack mainland Europe? <laughs> you guys, <laughs> is, is anyone sad about the fact that we didn't see Jane get trapped in like a, a mouse trap? thing comes out of the spaceship oh, the, on the top of the a cage mountain. the cool cage right <laughs> they cage, totally yeah. uh they totally glossed over that uh, she didn't have to right. fight a giant robot nothing right. no. yeah there it was should, no giant oh, dragon, dragon in the sky yeah right. no dragon projection she Bummer. gets to speed run these stone men <laughs> yeah. yeah well there's a there's a lot of things that she has to she has to do this issue so yeah you know. and yeah and then we like we um we move on from the origin story and then we jump basically into this what if issues retelling of journey into mystery 85 which is the first issue with loki in it and loki oh. free from his enchantment the same way he does in 85 he tricks uh, uh he tricks a leaf into falling into heimdall's eye and heimdall incidentally he he sheds a tear for loki and luckily that's the way that loki gets free from the the enchantment and he is he sees through a mystical vision like thor from from behind he can't see that you know thor is actually jane now but he sees from behind you know the big red cape and the yellow hair and the helmet and jane is performing all these uh feats of strength for kids at the hospital kind of just you know key, um you know keeping the keeping the troops spirits up and he's he's oh there's where my brother is and then he does his, you know, his skip and a jump on the Rainbow Bridge, and he's off to Midgard. Um, and, and then we see this little narration box is thus, as in our reality, a rivalry between deities is resumed. And, so Ryan, uh, I didn't realize yes. that that uh, the interaction with Hemdall is from Loki's first appearance. Yeah, that's that's how that's how Loki's introduced. Mm -hmm. um, he, again, his first issue is so we it's so weird and so bizarre like there's so much that happens in there where you're just like really this is the introduction of loki where he turns new york city into a sunday oh it's the best <laughs> he, he turns all of new york city into an ice cream sunday i love it's that that long uh, horizontal panel um the bottom half of the page there where he's got that cool shading on his cheeks and he's yes. kind of, uh, leering um, that's pretty that's good. beautiful I like the top panel. I, oh, I yeah. like all the all the spacey yeah. stuff. You have the rainbow I mean, bridge and the golden. Why the Thornis is helping the kids, the sick kids? You know. Yeah, that's yeah. Chris right. Evans or Chris Hemsworth does for real. Yeah. Let's go to the hospital in costume and. <laughs> hey, you want to hold my shield? You know. Yeah. Want to touch? Want to touch my muscles? <laughs> muscles, <Yeah>. yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even like the old doctors, like uh, I'd I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, Matt. So you have Loki's yeah, Loki's big plan here. Um, Don's on a house call, and he's uh, Jane's coming with him, and these pastors by are saying, "Oh my God, look, look at that!" And these people are turned into photo negatives. Photo um, negatives. <sighs> Which is bad, I guess, and um, it's, it's never you know, specified in, 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 so in Mystery Five. But you know, Don just says this is goes beyond medical science, and then so Jane ducks out, <laughs> and she needs she doesn't have the cane anymore, uh, so she takes a hairbrush made of Norwegian wood and bashes that on the alleyway uh, <laughs> pavement, and that transforms her. So I guess it's just like this, like Nordic, 
you know, like uh, Northern European just roots thing uh, is all you need to make the transformation. Any, any Norwegian souvenir will do. Yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. anything Norwegian. And so uh, Loki is dressed like from the 1930s and he's in the crowd and he's watching and he's flushed her out. This was a trick. And he's all confused because that shapely beauty is not Thor. There are that so is, many that is a quote. That's yeah. a quote from the bottom panel. <laughs> that shapely beauty is not Thor. And it's not <laughs> even the worst thing that gets like, it, it, there's oh, so no, that's, that's barely any said things to her in this issue. <laughs> to her looks face. Like Lamont Cranston. He looks like the shadow. He does kind of look like the shadow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Loki's Loki, Loki's a creep. Uh, that's, but that's not news to anybody that Loki would be a creepy, tricky little guy, uh, especially with their first interaction. And that's pretty much like pretty much shot for shot so far the the origin of loki so you're also getting the introduction of loki in this so you're getting a lot of journey and mystery 83 a lot of journey and mystery 85 and uh, then like the interaction between loki and thordis that's where again we start to see this like di diverging from the from the origin michelle you want to take that one yeah, so here we see uh, Thordis realize a, a new, another new power. I mean, she says uh, here in the top panel, it seems as if every day I find something new this hammer can accomplish. So here we see her um, rotating the hammer super fast to emit antimatter particles, yeah. which she she blasts <laughs> at the the negative people to to save them and turn them back to normal. Uh, and then as the crowd, you know, thanks her for saving their, their lives, uh, Loki reveals himself and summons a carpet from a nearby hotel. That's a quote, I think. Um, Definitely. To, to, yeah. <laughs> let, let me see. Perhaps, uh, where's the quote? Uh, Bottom far it? left. Okay. According to mythology, Loki is capable of any evil... No, in the narration box of the bottom left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Loki gestures, summoning to him a carpet from a nearby hotel. Okay, yeah, it wasn't. So it was a quote. As so, you do. Yeah. Yeah, I obviously. That, I had that in my notes, and I'm like, that must have been a quote. Anyway, so he does this uh, to challenge Thordis to a battle in the sky away from the crowd. He has a plan to use the sun's reflection on her hammer to defeat her. So he lures her away up into the, the sky to, to battle. Um, so, yeah, dude, this is uh, it's getting pretty crazy. <laughs> He, <laughs> he lures her into the sky to reflect uh, the light off her, off her hammer and into her lovely eyes each time yeah. the hammer passes in front of her yeah. again why yeah <laughs> like he could he eyes, could also summon a flash of light eyes. into her eyes that could blind her yep um totally i love the silver age uh hammer thing at the top there like you know it's like <laughs> early flash comics where it's just like yeah talk let's talk through the weird physics that i can do uh, because of my super speed like sure even, i guess this is a thing they, they even like <laughs> call it out like what we were talking about last time how like the hammer just does shit mm -hmm. like yeah and they don't like they, but they even say it here like i'm learning what this hammer can do more each and every day it's like yeah like if and if you had like if you were reading this and you had read past journey in a mystery comics book 
yeah that was weird when she was like when thor was just able to do whatever like mm -hmm. whatever kind of like deus ex machina thing they needed it to do it just could all of a sudden do I mean, yep. at one point mjolnir has the ability to time travel yeah. and they like that just was a thing and they ended up having to like take that away because it was too powerful um this is a similar one like i don't know what antimatter particles are but this <laughs> never shows up again it's nope. not a thing it's not no. needed that's, yeah. that's the marvel method that's the true marvel method was turning people into <laughs> negatives was that a common thing in uh, the bronze age like, was that like ever a, a thing, thing? it's not <laughs> yeah loki I've does it in his that. first appearance and i oh yeah. okay like, let's call back okay it, it's still not really like what was the point of doing it i have no idea because all like they a did robot just chicken thing it was, he or might like as well just like, like stone statued them yeah it would just like be like no yeah. we're negative oh dang okay, well i my shift starts in 20 minutes so i guess i'm going to work and then it's just... See them going about their lives, I, screwing I think and they, fighting. I think and they look pretty bad in the subway. I would, yeah. yeah, I know. I love <laughs> I Mr. Would Negative fine. and Spider Man. <laughs> like, exactly. So we don't have mental health days. So, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would be working. Jacob's got a complete uh, uh, a banger of a page because uh, Thordis does not put up with Loki's shit for long. No, it's great because on the next page, um, uh, Loki tries to hypnotize Jane and uh, attempts to get her to give up the hammer, which she can't. She says, I'm trying, Loki, but some force won't let me give it to you. And Loki's like, ah, the will of our, our pompous all-father Odin. No one, not even Loki, can wrest free Thor's hammer. So Loki comes up with this idea. He's like, but I'm going to obtain the hammer by conjuring up the image of Mjolnir's rightful owner. And so he, he um, brings this image of Thor up and, and says to Jane, behold, Thor, the mighty, the thunder god, the hammer is his, give it to him. <laughs> and Thor is like, yes, Loki, I've got to return it to Thor. But then she, she does one of those things where she's like, Thor, but, but the hammer belongs to him. And yet, and then she kind of comes out of it. And I love that last page or the last panel on this page where she just clocks him and his head is flying back. And it's so great until you get to the sound effect, which is kablaff. 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 You see, and the, and it's weird. The ka is a little far away from the blaff. So it's a it's an onomatopoeia that doesn't quite work on multiple levels, which we don't see all, all the time. Those bottom two panels are, I, I actually think they're really cool. Oh, they're like, very cool. Like, I, love the I, I think both of those are great. I love how, uh, Hoiberg, uh, he he draws her face in close up. I mean, it, it's a beautiful drawing. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Loki she looks maybe... really cute. <laughs> but I love how Loki is skulking behind her, and yeah. like she's very like beautiful and beautifully drawn. But it, Loki in the back just could not look more like a guy Creepy. you don't want standing behind you at the bank. Like, yeah, no, not at all. Uh, and that powerful punch, it's. These two panels, I feel like really, uh, I don't know, they, they really start to like differentiate uh, her version of this character and how Thor first, you know, got his adventures kind of off the ground. She's very assertive with like, like she, she has this power and she's like, okay, it's mine now. I'm going to, I'm going to run with it. I, I thought we were supposed to drink every time they use the word mayhap. Okay. Oh, did I miss that? <laughs> 
Did we miss that? Oh yeah, we'll drink to that. So yeah, I know you guys did. do drinking games with uh with Werewolf by Night. There's definitely a version of this where you could do in like Stanley written Thor comics. Um, like Mayhap would definitely be one of them. One so, Verily, I'm thank sure you Verily for that catch, would Michelle. be up there. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> the on on the next page, uh, she disposes of Loki. I love I love the top right panel on the next page. Where you just she she's flung Loki all the way back to Asgard. The hammer returns, and every like warrior in Asgard is immediately suspicious of Loki. But Loki knows something that the rest of them don't. And again, this is one of the ways where it diverges from the original story. Loki's like, I know something everybody doesn't know that Thor down there is not the Thor we think of when we're up here. So he is starting to sow these seeds of dissension. And uh, on the next page, we're going to see him, I believe, interact with Odin. There's, there's not really much to tell on this page because it's just Loki kind of starting to formulate his plan for the next time that he'll have a showdown with this new female version of, of Thor, of, of, of Thordis. So, yeah. Any, I, any other like notes on this page, guys? I, so it's kind of a, an ex an exposition uh dump here for getting yeah. us to the next part i like it, it well, says I, yet dazzled though she may be the wonder in her eyes is paled by that of the gods watching her <laughs> it's just so dramatic it is. And, and yeah their eyes their <laughs> yeah. eyes are quite creepy in that final Boggling. panel yeah, but but they're also I I think they're freaking out because they realize that you know the uh, the All Father is is definitely going to be the one that is most offended by this whole situation. He is uh yeah he he's he's not going to be happy and we're we're going to see a uh, a lot of that on the next page because <laughs> uh yeah should I just go on to the next page well, Ryan I was just going to say this is the Matt the question you've been asking um you know and wanting your wanting and desiring your your answers to it's on this page um so the they they reference the Thor 159 where all that's explained but um but J Jacob will get to that so okay yeah <laughs> yeah so on this page uh, yeah Jane strides into Odin's palace like a badass and uh yeah we we see and, and she's still kind of far away and odin even though you know he has the all sight and everything says is it thor my liege he who bounced on me on his knee when i was but a child the garb must be the same lady sif yet his gait appears strangely amiss he's he's walking differently jane gets there and says you're obviously the king of these uh gods you must be odin then it was you who summoned me in my sleep and brought me to Asgard. And Odin gets up and is so pissed off. He's like, I summoned my son, not some Valkyrie in Thor's raiment. He says, I warned thee, woman, the presence be in no humor for jesting. If uh, And she he sees that uh, Mjolnir is in her hand. And he's, um, yeah, so he gets so pissed off that he kind of starts a, an earthquake almost in a, in in Asgard. These people outside say Asgard doth tremble and quake, and they think it's Ragnarok, but it's just Odin throwing a tantrum. He's that pissed because <laughs> I mean, well, you know, he does a lot of that. He throws a lot of tantrums like any good old god would do. And so he says, uh, ordinarily, ordinarily it would be Loki I would blame for such base blasphemy. 
and but then he i think it's interesting he's kind of running going through it in his head and he's like but in truth what hath befallen thor is beyond even his evil power the real villain be fate itself which i thought was really funny cop for out. some reason cop out. yeah such a cop out right but then uh, i mean uh, aside from you know fate being the villain then he goes on to say oh well yeah it's actually me because um my son was kind of um you know he he was sorely lacking in humility so i actually stripped all of his power and um you know threw him down to midgard in the mortal guise of donald blake so he would learn some humility and then i expected he would find the hammer and and go and where i placed it in the cave and he would go and find it and then he would come back and learn his lesson but then the last words odin speaks on this page is uh yet by some quirk of fate thou a woman didst come upon it instead Ooh. yeah his, his worst uh, nightmare his, yeah this is this is his worst nightmare o odin is literally the patriarchy and this is his worst nightmare come to life so i love that quirk of fate i'm gonna start using that I know. it's just a little quirk <laughs> of fate you know and, and now i love the close-up of odin's eyebrows and i'll never forget what odin's eyebrows look like i'll never mistake him for the watcher again and that's all i have for this page <laughs> What I was wondering about was like, so is Dom Blake, like he refers to himself as a shell at some point. Like he comes up with Dom Blake is a shell of this godhood. Like when, when, in the previous, the page before the one we just talked about, when they're yeah. all leering at, at, at Thordis, isn't that because they're expecting the god to return in, in the form that they knew him? Like, are they, are they so mercurial or amorphous that that wouldn't be weird that they would come back in a different shape? I mean, that is a good question because like Loki, uh, Loki has historically, you know, come back in different forms and stuff like that. And, and like when Ragnarok happens, oftentimes what will happen is their souls will get like put into other bodies. So, uh, but maybe that hadn't been, that probably wasn't established by this point. Um, but you know, the, in future iterations of these characters that it wouldn't be as bizarre it's probably still bizarre at this point that they expect to see the thor odinson that they you know they grew up with and you know they've gone on these battles with and now basically a a, a woman comes in cosplaying as their best friend and that's wow. why they're they're so taken aback by it. and odin's not taken aback by it. he's just straight up pissed because he knows how this should have gone and how yeah. he intended this to go and um he, he doesn't handle it the the best um but we finally get that explanation of like don was don blake was created to teach thor a basically a morality lesson that he needs to be humble and in this version it just completely didn't go odin's way I think maybe maybe someday we need to do Thor 159 and maybe that might answer some of our questions. Uh, like, totally. I, but I know there's a lot of retconning with what they do with what's Don's true nature and his true purpose. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where I have the most confusion. I mostly know the movies, I guess, is what I'm trying yeah, to no, do. Yeah, no, no. Slowly. Um, are, are, are they an alien race, like that kind of Kirbyan kind of idea of like an advanced race that were interpreted by early peoples as gods? Yeah. Or are they gods? Like, I don't understand what's I mean, going on. I, I really think that depends on, like, the, the writer. Because, like, most okay. of the writers 
will interpret them as an alien race that the Norse people interpret as gods at some point. And because of, you know, uh, basically we got our Norse mythology from this alien race high up in the, in the sky in space. But like when you go to Jason Aaron's run on Thor, he leans heavily into the religious folklore kind of elements of them. And he treats them like, you know, the, like little G gods, um, like a, like a pantheon of really powerful supernatural beings that's really not the version we're getting here. We're, we're getting like the alien race that's, you know, worshipped. We're, we're getting that version on the next page. This, this was the creepiest page for me because I love so many of these characters and they just like, they act so unlike themselves. Well, some of them act exactly like themselves, but like Hogan on this page, is nothing like uh, the Hogan I've seen before. Volstead, he what? Is that Oliver Queen? Uh, no, no, no. The, that the is. That, <laughs> we'll get to Fandral. So what oh, happens? That's Fandral. Okay. Odin is done, kind of reading Jane the Riot Act for a moment, so that the warriors of Asgard can. How do you say? Uh, hit on her is probably the best way of saying this. So, the dialogue kind of has to be read to be believed. So um, Jane says, but Odin, your highness, what about me? <laughs> Hogan, indeed, what? Volstag <laughs> says, "Twould be the suggestion of valiant Volstag that Jan Beauty remain in Asgard riding at my side as I single-handedly fight off the myriad threats of the realm eternal. Then Fandral in classic Fandral form says, Listen not to the blustering, overstuffed oaf, my lady. True Asgard, true Asgard would glitter yet more with thy golden beauty, and twill be at the side of dashing Fandral. Together shall we find some secluded spot, and then Jane goes like beast mode on them, and she <laughs> she just throws Fandral into Hogan. And she says, sorry to disappoint you, Vandal, or whatever you call yourself, but no rich <laughs> man of Errol Flynn is going to pick me up, even if he is a god. Yeah. One of her best panels of the whole of the whole comic. It's a great panel, but but he, you know, Fandral basically is just like comes up from behind her and starts sniffing her hair in the panel <laughs> before that. Yeah. So it's as creepy as you can get. So he totally deserves to be, yeah. This like is a, a lawsuit waiting ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. This dude just like... comes like puts his whole beard in her neck. <laughs> just like <laughs> terrible. I love that she calls him by the wrong name like on purpose. Yes. Is a dig? Yeah, it is a total dig. Yeah, it's awesome. I yeah. she's she's so she's so cool. Like there's so many things like that are that are, don't age well and just aren't like aren't great about this issue. But like then there's those moments where like no like that's how i feel like like jane in when jason aaron picks up this character and reimagines her in a better way um like there's these little moments where i'm like no the jane of 2016 would say that too or yeah. or you know that would that moment like where she's you know flipping fandral you know off and you know making fun of his name and all that like the jane of 2016 would do that too so that where that's where i'm like Okay, there's like there's something here. 
there's there's a small bit of a, of a there's like a, a a little bit of diamond in all this rough mm-hmm. um and then odin <laughs> odin basically sends her off the midgard and i like <laughs> i'll let matt tell you what happens on the next page but like the she gets sent back to Midgard in a very weird way. <laughs> I love that we keep getting the Kirby ink blot stuff. Yeah, sprinkled, sprinkled yeah. throughout. Yeah, yeah. The the heavy inks uh, with yeah. those like really vibrant backgrounds. It, like, like, what do you call that? It's not Kirby Crackle, but it's something. Is that Kirby Crackle? It's I don't supposed know. to it's like be elongated but... Kirby Crackle. It's yeah. like okay. distorted. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah could be plug plasma we don't it's a little more oh, plug okay. plasma in my opinion but yeah yeah no one no one Get can come dots yeah. yeah and for listeners that don't know what those things are uh, <laughs> yeah. those are just those are just art, like little like artistic uh nuances that these artists were known for the kirby crackle is i mean that's i mean that's Pretty like famous. quintessential yeah. plug plasma quintessential so that's what we're referring to when we say those terms dear mm. dear listener who may not know yes yeah, so oh, Odin man. has um, <laughs> banished <laughs> oh, Thortis back to Midgard, and we see her on the first panel, the next page, screaming back towards Earth um, in a really kind of disturbing form. She looks like a comet. Yeah, she has her head with the helmet, Thor helmet, intact. A red blob of like plasma, essentially like a comet or something like that. And then a blue tail, and the whole thing is kind of uh, encased in a uh, spermatozoa uh, pink sheen. And she's stoked to be going home. She's like, I'll be glad to return to Mid-Earth. Uh, so she's already starting to speak as Guardian. Oh, that's a great little nuance there. Yeah. And so we see Sif uh, shedding a tear. And she's really bummed because she's like, you know, everyone's been saying since I was a little girl, when Thor bounced me on his knee, when I was old enough, I'd get married to him and we would have sex with each other. This is, this is the creepiest shit ever. Um, <laughs> it is. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. um yeah, so she's crying and, and you know, um, Owen's like, hey, you know what? Your words can soothe me, but right now I just need to mourn by myself. I'm upset as well. And Loki's off in a Shakespearean kind of Hamlet sense uh, behind a curtain listening and thinking, yes, and when he's, you know, recovered from his grief, I will be his only son. And then there's this little panel at the bottom of the page that shows basically like she goes back to Earth and does Thor stuff. She fights Radioactive mm-hmm. Man. She's just, you know. Um, kicking ass like like Thor did in various early issues, says Roy. You want to read a comic that ages perfectly? Read the first first appearance of Chen Lu, the radioactive man. I'm sure that went well. There's nothing oh, problematic yikes. with that one. Yikes! Oh, it's terrible. It's <laughs> it's borderline unreadable because I'm just like, oh my gosh, with my conscience, I just don't know if yeah. I can finish this comic. Oh my goodness, though. So before we go into this next page, I do have to say, I, I love that creepy rocket image of Jane. It could be like a, like a cover of Ice Cream Man, like a, like a horror-esque ice cream cone, like melting head yes. on like a bloody cone. I don't know. It's really, it's really creepy. And I don't think yeah. I really appreciated the creepiness level until now. That we're looking at it again, you know. I love no, it. it. Looks like a it looked like a bomb pop to me. Yes, you know, yeah. like like yeah. I just yeah. thought it was was like a a, a <laughs> bomb pop done by the the EC artist uh, Graham Engels or <laughs> Ghastly Graham Engels, like just a yeah. melting bomb pop. 
Matt, Matt saying spermatozoa makes me want to never eat a bomb pop ever again, though. Yeah, have fun getting that out of your head. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Next um, time we're, I'm at the pool with my kids, I'll be like, uh, can I get one bomb? You know, no, never I'll mind. Pop and a, uh, I can't do it. I mean, I'll a, pass a, it a, a drumstick. Um, also, a couple pages ago, there was a judo throw um, when she threw Vandal off. And, That's um, true. We drink. We, we always drink oh. for judo. Oh, sweet. Oh, okay. Hey there, friends. Hope you're enjoying this episode that you're listening to right now. Just wanted to take a moment and remind you that we do have a Patreon. You can, just for a few dollars a month, join our Thor core over on Patreon at Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast. Our Patreon page allows you access to early episodes, bonus content, and it gives you a way to have input on what we do here in the show. So for just a few dollars a month, go join the Thor core today, and we would appreciate your continued support. Follow the link in the episode description to become a member of the Thor Core today. Now, enjoy the rest of this episode. So we go back to Midgard with Jane and then these montages start to happen and we're getting like big bits of Thor history in like a panel. So Michelle is going to take us into this page where we get uh, a few key early fights and then an introduction of a certain super team that Thor is synonymous with. Yeah, so I'm going to do my best with this page not really knowing the history behind these issues that are that are noted here by the editor, but uh, we have a pretty cool three panel page, I think, of, of Thordis battling the Lava Man, then Cobra and Mr. Hyde, and uh, then we see her with uh, with the Avengers. We see Iron Man, um, Captain America, the Wasp, and uh, Giant Man. And she says, I like these Avengers. They didn't get intimidated by my powers, especially considering I'm a woman. But then Giant Man is creepily staring at her, just gawking, literally. Um, so <laughs> the Wasp says, Giant Man, uh, Mr. High Pockets, just what are you gawking at? And he's like, oh, did you say something, honey? It's creepy. <laughs> it's definitely um, creepy. And like we said, Cobra looks weird here he is uh, his limbs are out of place and oh i just got it okay. um what what i thought was okay that's his cape between his right arm and his rib cage's cape oh so now makes it makes sense. sense before it was okay wow it was trippy okay i mean he's still assaulting her so it's no 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 <laughs> that's gross but at least his physical body makes sense in the real world no. Yeah, of course it's gross. Oh, we, just, okay. we didn't understand no. his actual physiology. We're just like, oh, I don't understand how his limbs are doing that. But now, yeah, yeah right. you're right. You're now right. I see. It I, makes sense. Because yeah, his okay. leg, he has one leg above her shoulder and then an arm on the other shoulder and then another leg wraps around her leg. It's It still doesn't quite add no, up. His arms still I, I don't work, it. but... What was confusing me was like between his right arm and his uh, rib cage, uh, mm. there's cape and it looked like that was actually his torso. So it looked like he was cut in yeah. two and up and down. And then his bottom half was diagonal. So it looked really free funky, but now I'm saying that, yeah, he's just uh, got really weird arms and he's humping her back. 
that's cool yeah yeah it, it looks it's like just seconds before this cobra yelled piggyback ride and she was yeah. like no <laughs> yeah like like she says mom yeah. yeah she's like um cody cody or whatever your name is you better get the fuck off my back liam Caden. liam Come on, get with the liam. times man it's caden <laughs> braxton stop <laughs> mommy doesn't oh, want to play man. right now oh no so but these are all they, big moments I don't know, by the way. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, same, they're all early same. fight scenes. Honestly, the, the the issues that um the issues that Roy references for Hyde and Cobra, I actually think Cobra is kind of a cool villain. I love um, Cobra because every mm -hmm. everything that Thor was in terms of power, Cobra was in terms of speed and dexterity. So the ways that Cobra would fight Thor were very different, and it was still at that time when Thor was fighting earth villains he wasn't fighting mythical creatures in the main book yet so i really enjoyed cobra but he really doesn't show up in later thor stuff um no i mean he's a lot of these earth villains like the lava men they don't show up hide hide actually becomes a daredevil villain oh yeah um mm -hmm. oh, so yeah. uh and i just want to in the introduction to uh to uh her her time with the avengers how much shit has Janet Van Dyne dealt with? Ugh. He may, she may be the like, and there's so many different characters in Marvel comics that have dealt with their fair share, either their truckloads of shit throughout the years. Janet Van Dyne is a founding member of the Avengers. She is one of the first female superheroes in Marvel comics. She has been a leader of the Avengers and she's got to deal with Hank Pym being a complete asshole most of the time. And most of, most of the time she deals with all that in stride. Yeah. Janet gets so little like credit for being like awesome. And like, yeah, in the sixties, she's written poorly. She's yeah, written she really is. basically, but I'm so glad that the wasp has been redeemed in the last few years. Um, like there's been some amazing comics about the wasp. And um, I, I love the character, but like, man, I just want my, my short little like Janet Van Dyne wasp soapbox. Um, she deserves infinitely better. It's, it's like, you know, Sue Storm in the 60s and, and 70s. She deserves so much better, like for being a like for being one of the pillars of the Marvel Universe. And um, she just gets consistently shit on. Um, yeah, she and, does. It's very unfair. <laughs> She's like a notch above being, uh, you know, Kyle, Kyle's wife or whatever uh, in Green Lantern. Like she's yeah. a notch above being a woman in a fridge, like dismembered. Like she gets just, uh, yeah, she's just dumped on. She's a founding Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. It, people just completely overlooked, overlooked that and, you know, whatever. But Matt, Sif's about to do some weird manipulative shit. So um, we got to get right. to that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, sorry, Jacob. Go ahead. Isn't this my page? This is uh, twenty. Oh, this is your page. You're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the next page, we see uh, Odin has been um, watching the exploits of Thordis on Midgard, and uh, he, he's impressed. He says, "You know, she valiantly vanquishes the Tomorrow Man's evil automaton." 
so you know he that's that's very impressive but he also he he's got to take his odin nap and he's worried that without actual thor's power to protect asgard uh bad shit could go down basically so but he's not worried enough to go back on his word and let jane protect asgard no like nope nope so uh loki hears this and he, he kind of starts concocting a plan where sif and then yeah so he's planning and then sif heads down um to the rainbow bridge and in in the last two panels we see uh lame dr blake walking on the beach like being a sad sack because he never told jane that he loved her and yeah he he calls himself in that final panel he's thinking he says and these strange absences of hers from work i guess she's tired of even working for lame dr donald he calls himself lame dr his donald his baseball Blake. card says lame dr yeah, Blake. <laughs> it does in the stats <laughs> <laughs> his lame stats yeah yeah i know i know his That's, baseball uh, bat has a lame written yeah. on it in main <laughs> attributes can't walk <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I did kind of like, uh, I liked those. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. All the panels on this page are actually pretty cool. Like, uh, I, I, I liked most of these panels, but I loved the, uh, the last two because it's a preview of the next page that we're going to get, which is great because it's basically the page of a romance comic and I yeah, love romance totally. comics. So, yeah. And I like that he still looks like Clement Cranston, like when he's floating, he still looks like the shadow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> vertical panels is my favorite there oh it's, it's awesome. pretty dope. so neat yeah it's so That's a great cool. automaton yeah it's a great yeah. great layering of odin in the foreground and you know up up top you got you know the the fight going on that he's talking about it's 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 yeah. great classic cool odin headdress right there yeah ornate as hell and you know, just <laughs> over the top i wasn't familiar with automaton but it looks to me like a a blue colored early iron man an automaton is just a robot it just yeah huh. just an oldie old-timey term for robot it's not a waitron um it's not a waitron no wow well you see back in the yeah. 90s they were trying to <laughs> yeah <laughs> The Tomorrow Man's evil. Okay, but yeah, does am I the only one that thinks it looks like an early Iron Man? I mean, no, it totally does. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess claws. Yeah, his claws yeah. are fast. Claws are like, sick. Those are cool. With his yeah. car, his car headlight eyes. Yeah, I like that. Lame Don Blake looks like um, Owen Wilson in that last panel. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. I'm down on the beach. Oh, I'm totally yeah. alone. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was great, man. Wow, beach, great. crazy! Wow. <laughs> um, I last night, I night before recording this, I watched the original Star Wars with somebody who had never seen it before, and I ruined the movie with my with my spot on Alec Guinness. Uh, it Go it on. was um, oh my god, it was I don't know why I'm saying this. Um, so <laughs> on the next page. This is Sif's like, what? Wait a minute. You cannot allude to an impression that is spot on and then not do a, a line of it. I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. Right. The yeah. impression is so okay. shitty. You, okay. can, oh, you can share it with us after this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Patreon Rich exclusive. <laughs> Ryan ruins Star Wars. Hey, I, I already hate Thor. I might as well hate Star Wars too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
all these <laughs> pillar pillars of my childhood. I'm just gonna start collapsing them on myself. Uh, so on the next page, Sif Sif manipulates Don Blake in a way that is very very unsettling. She pretends to drown. Don, who is, if you, in case you didn't know, he's lame. Um, he <laughs> swims out to get her just fine, just fine. Yep. And she, she, she's rescued, and she's like, "Hurry, help me! Hurry, hurry!" And then when Don gets there, he's like, "I, I, I can almost reach you." And then Sif just starts making out with the guy. Like she's, she's fine. She's not drowning. And then slowly she turns into like her 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 uh, normal Asgardian like armor garb, and Don is like instantly into it. All this happens in a page. Don like goes from thinking he's rescuing a, a, a woman who's drowning to then them just making out on the beach. But she yeah. cures him of his she, lameness. Yeah, she cures him. Like that's a that's a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, and 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 now like he's not going to be self loathing anymore. Yeah, he's no, not oh. going to be down on himself. Nothing. It's the like the inverse uh, Florence Nightingale syndrome. And it's yeah. so funny that panel where like you can see underwater and we have more of that like ink blot stylization <laughs> oh. there. And it says, Oh, she's like reaching underwater onto his leg, and he's like, I can feel it. I'm not lame anymore. She <laughs> says, with but a caress of my hand, the exactly, pain shall yeah. flee thy limb. Yeah. No, it gets it gets Harlequin romance novel yeah, here for which a limb. Bit. Thou wilt be lame no more. And then the next panel, he's like reaching to her. Like, so lameness <laughs> isn't as a it's impotency, right? It's, it's all coded. Um, we yeah, nobody was shorthand. gonna actually say that out loud, Matt. We were just thinking it. I represent the people, Michelle. I'm not here to um, wear a powdered wig and uh, have my pinky out while I sip tea. I'm here to speak truth. <laughs> right on okay Matt, right on. indeed is my page take us into the next so one. so we cut to um a wedding uh don formerly lame don blake which is now his tm title uh is Mary Sif, and she's in her goddess like blake. outfit <laughs> yeah. and he's like everyone's you know checking us out and she's like well it's not very often they see a, a mortal marrying a a goddess and then loki appears and he tries to um, FS up by, you know, interrupting the wedding with the Nornwood, with the staff. And um, he strikes Sif and then Don Blake's like, hey, man, I might just be immortal, but, you know, and he jumps in and, and wraps his suit jacket around Loki's face. And is that judo? <laughs> what is that? That last panel, I love it. Oh, it's awesome. He just but goes he says, to smothering him. <laughs> Not even a yeah. god with a magic staff strikes the woman I love. And he's, yeah, it's very uh, 70s. He's very Simon Stroud there, if you uh, remember that character. Oh, from, boy. From <laughs> it's our you favorite. Not... Ryan and I, that was our favorite. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you that don't know, in Werewolf by Night, season two, where they talk about John Jameson, the man wolf. And there's a character called Simon Stroud that is the personification of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like, the screamingest, <laughs> runningest. Yep. Grenadiest, grenade beltiest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely that. <laughs> Very masculine, and yes. Don Blake channels him there. So totally he does. Good for you, Don. That Blake. hair swoop is yeah. pretty on point. 
listen, Don, you don't work for the CIA anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's taking on a god, uh, even though he's yeah, it, uh, this dumb like is a mortal shell of Thor. Yeah, I mean it's it, 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 it can be applauded. He's he's doing he's doing the right right thing for the right reason in in his heart and in his mind. He's mm-hmm. he doesn't care who Loki is. Uh, but Loki begins to topple. Yes. Yep. And then yeah. their their fight gets uh their fight escalates and Michelle's uh Michelle's going to tell us a little bit more about that. Hmm. Yeah, okay. So yeah, the fight between Don and Loki continues until Thordis intervenes. She summons some thunderbolts, uh, but Loki's force field protects him, and he flies back to Asgard. I love his face in the bottom oh right panel. It's so bad. <laughs> Is it like it's... he's? I thought it was meant to look like he's like getting like vacuumed up. Like his, he's actually warping. Like he's like going like up in a vortex to Asgard. That's what I took it to be as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like his physical aspect is going from one guard to the other guard. Like, yeah, he's distorting and like getting weird, like wispy and like, you know, like poltergeist, like, um, to me, he he looked like the cringe meme face. Yeah, that's that's what he looks like. (laughs) I have to read. um, I have to read this little uh, dialogue here. So Loki gets knocked back and he's like, what? Um, Mjolnir knocking me from my human victim. And Thordis comes in and says, not only that, Loki, but also zooming right back to its mistress like an Asgardian boomerang. (laughs) And he he says, Thordis. I should have expected the interference. Like it's just, I have to read that. That is so Saturday morning cartoon. And I'm just starting. See what happens when I spin my hammer to summon some thunderbolts. (laughs) So funny. Why do I feel like that's very classic Stanley dialogue? You know, this is. I I would imagine that this is. Yeah, uh, probably. I mean, I don't know. Eighty, whatever. No, this is seventy-nine. I'm sure they're still working in the Marvel method and Marvel style at this point. You know, to where. Yeah, so it's it's that typical Stan Lee thing where it's somewhere he's just like, oh, I guess I just have to use words to explain what's going on on the panel. Yeah, and, uh, and Loki's yeah. just like retreat, retreat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that this has no iteration in the six one six. This is all entirely fractured, splinter world. Whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. This, there was never a, a romance between Sif and like like this. I mean, mm-hmm. no. Th- there's definitely a romance between Sif and Thor. And Sif at one point try. <laughs> this is what I'd love to do an episode on. Uh, Sif kind of like tries to live like a mortal, like um, almost like a Mary Tyler Moore kind of like life cool. in in the city. And <laughs> she tries so hard to like love Don, love Thor, and she just plain flat gets bored and goes to it goes back to Asgard because it's not exciting <laughs> enough. And like. I, Sif is so underrated. I love um, Sif. But oh, like it's amazing. Uh yeah, th- th- there's definitely more to this relationship. Um, uh, but we're like scratching the surface on these two right now. Okay. But there's definitely no like direct analog to the 616 no. timeline with this with this nope. weird wedding thing. Okay. No. Oh. oh goodness. Whose page was that? Okay, yeah, that'll be fun. Next one is mine, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, on the next page, the romance comic vibe uh, continues with um, the no longer lame Dr. Blake uh, telling Thordis that Sif needs to go to a hospital right away. <laughs> and Thordis is like, let me take her to the hospital, doctor. And then they go and suddenly they're in an um, operating room and you can see that Thordis is now uh, a nurse. She's yes. she's in scrubs, but you can still see uh, a bit of her costume like under underneath to show you like what, what character she is. That kind of God, oh, I did not notice that. that. Oh, I love it makes that. Me, I it love makes that me laugh part. so much. And so, uh, Doctor Blake seems to operate on a goddess somehow, and Jane as Thordis as his nurse. Sif then wakes up, uh, you know, more in love with Donald than ever. And, it, you know, uh, says, and rest I shall, beloved, in thine arms. And then we see it in the final panel. Loki uh, keeps spying on them really creepily. And, yeah, says, let them enjoy their few moments of sentimental respite. For ere the Allfather awakens, Thor's mortal shell shall perish never to rise again so that's when yeah where blake is called a mortal shell i really love uh as he's getting the uh, sponge on his forehead saying i was afraid i couldn't perform the operation without my regular nurse Thordis. yeah but your skills <laughs> equal miss foster's oh so, god yeah now that i see the um oh yeah costume yeah. under the <laughs> oh yeah back in nursing school i had i met a girl named jane and uh um, yeah like I nobody notices her. that her entire like scrub top is pulled all the way up, revealing some elaborate shadow storm. Yeah, it's so funny. It, it and you can see like the cape. The cape is still there. Yep. So, like, yeah. can you what the full view of this is? She's basically wearing like a like a like a, a scrub poncho while the rest <laughs> of her outfit is just the same underneath. Like the logistics of this costume. Yeah, they like makes no sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, it is me. Wow, editing nightmare. Jacob, I was telling you this episode, yeah. you know, wasn't going to be a lot of editing. I'm going to edit the shit out of this. Um, so on the next page, all sorts of stuff starts to happen. the The skies get black. And Loki notices it and he's like, well, that's not me. And Jane notices it, that things are happening. And she says, even, even I, a mistress of storms, have seen, have never seen clouds like those before. Basically, Ragnarok is coming. And uh, finally, Odin's awake now. And they've got to go do something uh, about the, the impending doom that is coming. So Jane goes back to the hospital. They... They talk with Sif and Don and they're like, okay, we've got to go to Asgard because that's where, you know, that's where all of this is going to go down. And Don says, I want to go with you to Asgard, Thordis, to fight at Sif's side or to die with her. And then Jane just thinks to herself, or at our sides, Don. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, then, then Thordis, you know, uh, summons, summons the, the wind and the Bifrost and says any, anyway, at a time like this, it is best to be as close as possible. Don. <laughs> All right. Then both of you hang on because we're going to Asgard. Jane is like, I, I don't know what it is about Jane and uh, 
as we get closer and closer to the end of the story, she gets less and less like assertive and more and more uh, wandering with like how she's written and she still wants Don. Does she just want Don because Sif is in the picture now? Is that like the impression we're supposed to be getting? I, I, maybe, maybe I misread. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I picked up on that. Then it's probably not a thing. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> maybe she's just, I mean, she sees Don and, and Sif's relationship and she's like, you know what? I'm here for both of you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help both of you. Like, let's go. Let's be a team. Like, let's go back to Asgard and yeah. deal with some crazy shit. And maintain <laughs> friendships with past lovers and yeah, everything will be yeah. good. Yeah, it's super healthy. Um, I like the next page a lot. Yes, Matt, you you really got mm-hmm. a good one. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's just a uh, mostly. It's almost a splash page of. Uh, uh, we, we go back to Asgard and there's the, while Odin sleeps, uh, the eternal realm falls prey to Mangog, which I did not know uh, Mangog, but he is yeah, super really. cool in a Kirby-esque kind of way of, of kaiju kind of a giant yellow hobgoblin looking thing with uh, three claws. Um, I love it. He's a sole survivor of an alien race and the possessor of the strength of all its billions and billion, uh, billion, billion beings. So, uh, yeah, this apparently took place in the classic issues 154 through 157. So I don't know this at all, but his purpose is to avenge his race upon the Asgardians who vanquished them by drawing the Odin sword, thereby ending the universe. So he is the lever that creates uh, Ragnarok. Yes, he is. Yeah, I didn't know this, but he's super cool looking. Yeah. Giant um, primal, like, uh, gorilla fangs, like teeth. Um, Mangog is classic big threat um with i mean really he was like one of the early on in in these thor comics like he was the one thing that like really could have they they could have rebooted asgard by having mangog destroy it and i think at some point kirby wanted to do that like he wanted to destroy asgard legitimately and uh it was not it was not well received, uh, but Mangog maybe was going to be his way to do that. Jacob, are you okay. more familiar with with Mangog or 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 not? I mean, a little bit, but not okay. really. Like, I don't know if I read those original issues. I mean, this is where I'm yeah. really showing my 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 Thor specificity here. I know. Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mangog's super cool, and he's even um, he's even made modern. Uh, returns to fight jane he's actually the he's the reason jane dies in the jane uh, jason aaron run so oh Oh, wow okay he's very important mangog is very important in jane's story uh later on so yeah so is this flash uh of him he's clutching someone in one hand by the leg he's fighting someone else and then there's that sword is that like if we would have read issues 154 through 157 would we know what's yeah. happening there okay. yep mm-hmm. and the odin sword the odin sword in thor comics has been around for a long time they yeah. like they've they allude to ragnarok all the time like every <laughs> few years they're like hey ragnarok's coming and then they find a way to stop it um but right right but yeah the odin sword is very very integral to both stopping and starting ragnarok so yeah we if we would have read those issues 
which I'm sure we'll cover on the podcast someday. That is a big component of those stories. Um, and last, last thing, uh, last takeaway from this page is um, Odin looks very like fluffy, like Santa Claus almost here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. By the way, guys, if I'm still podcasting at some point, like when I'm a 70 or 80 and I have those big eyebrows, please say something. Like, I don't want you to be like polite. Like just say, Matt, you need to trim your eyebrows. Okay. Get like big hedge trimmers and go to town. Yeah, wh- whatever, man. Just like if there's a nose hair, if there's a something, say something, please. See something? Yeah. All right. Say Furry something. dude. Furry dude. <laughs> Michelle, I believe this one is yours. Oh, okay. Is it? All right. So at this point, okay. I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> no, it's okay. So it's just funny because like the, the further we go into the issue, the the smaller my notes are. So I'm just kind of winging it. <laughs> Me too. That makes sense. Yeah, um, I think that's so, all of us. Yeah. So on this page, we see Thordis uh, giving Don an enchanted sword and she, Don and Sif witness the walls start to crumble um, as Mangog tries to take the Odin sword. And it looks like at the end there, he's about to kill Thordis. We get that uh, panel with just uh, his claws, Mangog's claws um, and Thordis kind of falling back uh, and yeah we also like the the panel with him like crashing through the wall is is amazing his face there yeah it's awesome great i want that as a sticker just his face there from that panel (laughs) so who is that guy above this panel that's in green with captain america chainmail is he an inhuman i mean he he looks like triton it's like triton meets does look like triton Jim Morrison, 1972. Who he was. I had no idea. LA woman, Jim Morrison. Mm-hmm. He, he looks like Triton with like a fake beard and a fake wig. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. He looks green. Is he green? He's green. yeah. He's green. That's my question. Yeah, he's green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's green I don't know. Sure. I don't know who that is. Okay. To be perfectly honest, because that that doesn't remind me of any Asgardian like, and he's like the only character on this page. That isn't just like a repeat. It's like all it's Jane, Sif, Don, Mangog, and then this random scaly dude. With yeah. like a really full head of hair that just seamlessly <laughs> transitions into his beard. Yeah. He looks like he's been down a well for a while. Yeah. I want this guy's story. Yeah. As God un- woman, you're my yeah. woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot to uh we, we do get a big boom. Mm. Oh yeah, real big. Must must not forget the film. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, yeah, uh, like you, Michelle. I think as the story goes on, because it's a long issue. Like, like I don't, I don't think this. uh, Yeah, this this issue could be ten pages shorter, and it would not lose anything. Make it a two parter. Just like either break it up into two or just cut it yeah. all just cut it yeah that was the you know that was the problem with a lot of these um what if issues is that sometimes they would have two stories in the issue but the ones that they didn't that they that they had for full i don't know 30 pages or something like uh, over 30 pages it just uh, the, they run out of the steam they they really run out of steam towards the end and uh 
so yeah, in uh, in on this page, uh, still fighting, and then uh, Jane kind of creates like a Titanic storm to to wake up uh, Papa Odin, who uh, <laughs> rises up, kind of like Papa all super Jonah. pissed. Yeah, I had to make a Papa Jonah reference there. Yeah, thank so, you. So yeah, yeah, Papa Odin wakes up and he he's pissed and. Uh, he says, yeah, now hear the words of Odin. Ages ago in my supreme wisdom, I did put thy race entire beneath an Odin spell, and now I break that spell. And so, yeah, this confused me a little bit, but I just decided to roll with it. Um, Odin says, Mangog, thou, thou wert but illusion, a living prison in which thy race were jailed. But now I end the sentence, as Mangog fades away, his race shall live again. So... So yeah, Mangog was the the sum total of like billions of people, and so he just exploded Mangog back into billions of people. Did I get that right? Bingo. Okay, there you go. Hey. With, with his okay. flashlight of doom. Yeah, he just he, yeah, it is a flashlight. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's really funny. We and at this point, like we're we're like charging to the to the 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 crazy weird conclusion of this issue because oh yeah next, let's in the next page don has this weird like interaction with loki and then that's that's the way that jane gets severely like gypped at the end of this yes where the, ragnarok has been averted so that threat is gone and uh odin says Ragnarok hath been averted, not remains, but for Thordis to surrender to me Mjolnir. Yep. Why? Like, she literally just, like, helped you defend all of Asgard. And Jane says, but my, my hammer, but nay, woman, thou misjudge me. For thy valiant deeds, thou shalt no rewards royal, but ownership of Mjolnir hath ages ago been declared by fate. So basically... He's like, yeah, no, 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 no. We're gonna give you something better, something yep. even better. And he's like, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need the hammer. And he just gives it to Don. <laughs> just gives it to Don because he's like, earlier on in the issue, he's like, ah, oh, man, my plan got thwarted by Jane finding the, the, the cane. He's like, you know what? Never mind. All the subtlety's gone. I'm just gonna like, hey, give me the hammer. And then he just hands it over, and boom first time that thor odinson shows up in here don's all transformed and uh yeah it's a cringe page because jane gets completely depowered in yep. the most like ridiculously dumb way and um yeah matt did, uh, let's get over with this like it's it's about okay. to get worse <laughs> um so yeah, so Odin decides um, to make Jane a, a goddess. Yes. And he transforms her into a, a god. And um, she's looking at Thor and Sif being happy together. And she's thinking, well, that's who he really loved. And here I've been made an immortal only to suffer an eternity separated from the man I love. So it's very tragic and weird. And then Thor comes and wraps his arms around her as an old man in his seventies and says, grieve not dear lady, for there's be a love ordained by a power beyond even that of Odin. And she's crying and she's like, but you know, tell me what, what good is it to be an immortal if, you know, 
She's like, I don't want to offend you, but I think it would be better if I was just an immortal again and not having to watch the guy I love be in love with someone else. Worst panel of the issue here. <laughs> and he's like, and deny thyself the love of yet another who hath lived perhaps too long without a woman at his side. And he's really up in her face. She's like, am I understanding what you're saying to me, sire? Is Almighty Odin proposing to me? And he's like, yeah, has Odin never been known to jest? Apparently. Apparently he has, but not in this world. And so yeah, we go to totally like some has. some kind of mushroom cottage world. And it's like, yeah, so, you know, the days that come, his sincerity was true. And it looks like he's carrying her like and, a baby. And he has no pants. And he's pantsless. And um, yeah, so he's been basically acting as her father, uh, like, you know, Ersat's father through the whole issue. And now he's like, now that this whole Thor thing's done, how about you and I bone? Yep. Yeah, it's really fucking cringy. He's like, yeah, hey, I'm going to take away your hammer, turn you back to Jane. But guess what? You know, I'll make you a goddess. Can't have Thor, but hey, lady, you can yeah, have me. <laughs> this was an icky You ending. can have his daddy instead. Like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. No, this is uh, this is where the issue really takes a turn for the creepy. And um, yeah. God, oh, Michelle, God. Is, it, is it you? Do you get to bring us home on the I final do. page? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and what a uh, fun page it is. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, uh, and I did not see this ending coming at all. Like the, the prior page <laughs> and this, like I, this one I was page? like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, okay, everybody lives happily ever after the end. Okay. Right? Um, no, but we, we get, I mean, it's a pretty cool, uh, kind of almost a full splash page, uh, again, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we see, we see jane and odin um sitting kind of on on the throne together happily ever after we see sif and thor uh attending the royal wedding uh kind of putting up the their sword and their hammer to the eternal happiness of odin and his queen oh. and the watcher says um <laughs> He, he says, thus, there is rebirth and exchange as an Asgardian thunder god descends into into descends to battle evil on Midgard, while a woman born on Earth shall reign eternally in Asgard as queen of the Norse gods. I know, for I am the watcher. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. That's it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, that's that's what we got here. So. Yeah. So bone the guy. Um, Yikes. You know, the dad of the guy you loved. Yep. Yeah. Forever. Because that because there's no underlying psychological issues with that. No. No. Like and that'll have no repercussions. But yeah. friends and and oh. Thor's cool with this. Like Thor's just cool with it. Seth's cool with it. The Watcher's cool. Is with the it. Dom it's Blake like, ego gone once he? Uh, I mean, yeah. I think Thor. that's what in this uh bizarro universe i think that's what we're meant yeah. to think is that like don blake is a thing of the past and um yeah everyone lived happily and creepily ever after it, i mean even uh, more creepy is the, the narration after. the narration goes but more importantly she soon realizes that those very qualities she both admired and loved in the mortal don blake are also to be found in the father of the immortal Thor. <laughs> and the watcher the watcher is like uh who can say how long a courtship lasts in the eternal realm but when the royal wedding at last uh takes place even the the skies of midgard glow radiant 
radiantly as countless uplifted <laughs> blades flash in joyful tribute. Like how sweet, how fucking sweet watcher thing. This this last page is like Don Glut was Don Glut realized that this ending was a turd, but he was trying yeah. to shine it up anyway. Yeah, he tried. He really Ugh. did. It's like I mean, yeah, it's part, so part mythology is like these like transgressive weird ideas that are unsettling, right? Like, um, you know, Zeus turned into a giant swan and raped a human woman. Like that's that's part of Greek mythology. Like, yep, it's upsetting and it's supposed to be. Like it's <laughs> this collective unconscious weird language, but like. To have a, somebody just sit down like a Don Glut and be like, and then, and then blah, blah, blah. And then she bones his dad. Like, that's just weird to like do intentionally like, in modern times. Don, yeah. you're about to go write a bunch of kids' cartoons. Maybe yeah. not, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Thundar slept with his mom. Yeah. Next script. Even no. the final the final <laughs> panel seems rushed a, a little bit too. Cause like the, the top three quarters of the page is pretty well done. And that bottom oh, yeah. panel is like really lacking for me. It's not great. Yeah. It's just floating heads. <laughs> yeah, but not even they're not even well done floating. Like the first time just... I read this through to the end, because I think the first time we're gonna talk about it, like I got to like two pages to the end and then I just stop. Um, yeah, when he's like, you don't have to go home. She's like, but what, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, Thor's with Sif. And she's like, you could stay here. He's like, oh, what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. And he's like, actually, right? you have no choice but to stay here, lady. Yeah. Like, I'm trapping she literally you says, forever. I would rather be immortal. And he's like, whoa, whoa, that's not how this is going to go. Yeah. I'll give you a cool costume. Maybe yeah. that'll change your mind. Yeah, he does. Maybe I'll Pretty... take you to a little mushroom cave and maybe God. that'll change your mind. <laughs> this is too much, you guys. Uh, oh. The mushroom cave is definitely his best euphemism. And Sif looks like she's like in the Squadron Supreme. Why is her outfit like so modern superhero and everybody else's is so weird, like Shakespeare on ayahuasca? Yeah. yeah. You're right. That's a good point. Because Odin, Odin was like pretty girl, like pretty clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she just has like a oh white, a little white suit, little yeah. white skin tight suit with pink gloves and. Suit. Yeah. And so, listeners, if you're still with us on this, <laughs> th like this issue is, like, there's some really cool like conceptual ideas where it's like, oh this could have gone like in a really cool way and like it just doesn't end well on any level like it is a turd of an ending it is yeah i i, I dare to even like i'm afraid to even ask any final thoughts as we wrap up this marathon i guess i'll i'll go um yeah, this is this is a a, a terrible issue. Uh, I don't I, I and I, I think it was like you met like a kind of, you know, I, I think all of us were like, OK, this is fine. Like, it's not great. I'm not going to probably reread this. But the last two pages just catapult it into the creepy stratosphere in a yeah. way that kind of anything that we did like about the issue, the ending is just so off putting and creepy. Yep. Yeah, like that. Ryan zooming into that panel yeah. on the next last. She's page. literally crying. She's still crying about Thor 
wedding sif and he's like breathing whatever the fuck vodka whatever the, they drink in asgard why uh, yeah like mead. mead do you like my mead breath you like my son's wiener how about yeah. mine yeah it's, it's so mean, like reindeer sausage yeah like all throughout the issue we've gotten these little kind of some creepy your halls of valhalla creepy undertones. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> okay. But we've got these little oh my flashes, God. flashes of creep. Oh my God, Ryan. You're more high-pitched than me. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, we, we've got these creepy undertones throughout the entire Ooh. issue, which just takes away from the potential of, of Jane Foster as Thor, I feel like. And Oh, just yeah. when you feel like you can start to kind of ignore and shake that off, oh. then then we get this ending, and it's just disappointing and <laughs> cringe. Well, I love and, that there's a know. has Odin ever been known to jest? And there's an asterisk like yes, seventeen times. Like yeah. he <laughs> constantly jests Wait, in our like, world. Oh, in this it's one, all he um, does. So He's quite the jokester. <laughs> in this what if world, the awesome Odin has no mate okay thanks. like how does oh, he have right. this many sons then is he just doing this like where's freya so he porked yeah. a frost giant right we know <laughs> yeah. that yep where did thor come from yeah, yeah. Oh, i mean i guess you, you guys like i think it's good though for listeners that are going to be fans of jane foster as thor in the movies to realize how far she's gone because i'm assuming the good movie point. is not going to treat her in this manner oh. i'm assuming not no so yeah you're right i, mean, Michelle. I fucking hope not they i doubt natalie portman would have signed on for that evs and i are gonna do a whole yeah. youtube series about it yeah the mcu the mansouls it's all going down baby but this this, this should have been thor the but 1978, I mean, it was a different time and still still doesn't make it less cringe, but it's just a, it's pretty it's interesting it's to, pretty to look cringe. back. It, it, no, yeah, but it's an it's an interesting look back. I think it's like, bro, this is this is what people wanted. Like, this is what yep. people wanted. Yeah. Is it though? In, well, yeah. no. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. That's what Don Glut Don Glut wanted this so no oh, don glut's so, a good guy man He's oh wait the right okay sorry what's his name the, well, way Ryan, don glut? the writer don, don glut he wrote it but oh, i'm saying okay. like i i think he was given this as an assignment i don't think i don't know maybe you i'm think wrong he was a, you think somebody said you think someone told him to do this like this terribly no did don glut write this, this series up? was this a don glut thing no he, he but wrote I mean, a I, lot of issues of what if like he did but i don't think yeah i don't think he he had written the four previous issues yeah no he wrote a lot he wrote a lot of early what if but i don't think it was an editorial i I think he was given the the story like okay what if jane foster was thor i don't think he was given an editorial edict to make odin marry jane foster at the end no no that's all i'm I'm not being clear i think he was just pitched the what if i think he wrote it but i don't i just was wondering like I don't think he just generated it out of the thin air. Like it was an editorial, like no, like this this letters page here that we're looking at on the screen. Yep. Like fans voted on stuff. Like what if yeah. Stacy hadn't died? What if you know Rick Jones had been exposed to the bomb and not Bruce Banner? Like that, fans were voicing like piping off, right? 
Yeah, they're, but they're, they're, I, oh, yeah. I, I want to know if the other issues he wrote had those same undertones. Uh, I don't know. I've never read any Don Glut that had any Me kind either. of undertone. Like, uh-huh. like That's what why, Jacob, why, he wrote. Like, he wrote like the gold key, right? The Dr. Spectre, like that kind of stuff. Like that's his like, that's what I know most from like the gold key kind of like supernatural fun. Yeah. I know him most for his horror, his supernatural stuff. Yeah. And so I don't, um, I don't think that any of his what if issues would be considered like, oh, if you read one Don Glut issue, like no, none of his what if stuff this, is that great. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I'm kind of interested to go read a little bit more Don Glut Marvel stuff because Marvel Limit is what I have access to easiest. But like this one, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is gross. It's gross. Like the ending is gross. Um, gross. And uh, then to be like, you you get to this letters page and Roy's like, yeah, people are asking about this. You know, it's like, are we asking for this though? (laughs) Like, could could she have you know could she have not just had a better ending luckily jane is redeemed in the mid uh, 2010s um she uh-huh. gets the run of a lifetime and jason aaron completely undoes all of this garbage by giving her an amazing you know uh an amazing uh power set she has great stories uh, she actually has a, a personality. She's fleshed out as a character. Uh, she does not get depowered at the end and then, you know, have to hook up with Odin. Um, she she goes out like a like a badass. So um, and yeah, she's still rocking and rolling with uh, in the Avengers as Valkyrie these days. And we're going to get to see her in an amazing movie. It's it's going to be crazy. Uh, but friends, thank you for joining me on this um, this marathon getting through one of the issues that i legitimately wanted to cover like a year ago i don't i didn't want to cover it because it was good i just wanted to cover it because it was this bad uh so thank you very much for for joining me uh before we head out of here uh i just want to tell listeners again where they can find you michelle what do you got going on with moonlit uh these days uh, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Moonlit Comics. Um, I try to share books from my collection on my Instagram page and interact as much as I can. And I have a once a month comic book spotlight series going on on my YouTube channel. And um, yeah, that's it for now. So yeah, just follow me and uh, you'll stay up to date on all my all my fun comic book related shenanigans. It is a lot of fun. You should definitely go follow Michelle on Moonlit. Um, yeah, just jacob and matt say this all the time on werewolf by night i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep saying it on across the bifrost michelle is one of the most fun people to follow because she's so new to comics and it's just like fun to watch you know how she processes things and i just am like oh my gosh i i need i need to read comics like michelle from moonlight comics reads comics because i think jacob and matt uh they decided that it is canonically your last name now right uh sure, from moonlight yeah. comics is now your last from, name from yeah. from moonlight well, yeah. well from is my middle name oh yes. right, right, right. Yeah. yes yeah <laughs> mfm those are my initials matt since yeah, anyway. since since you're the uh, you're the behind the scenes, uh, the brains of the operation. What's where Werewolf by Night got going on uh, these days? 
Oh, that's Jacob is the brains. Oh, I, Sorry, I thought you were face. the one that did the editing and everything. That's not no, brains, I think brother. I think he's referring that that I'm that I'm the beauty and oh, and well, and you're the brains. Which I was is getting true. there. That is absolutely true. Jacob, so Jacob is what, the planner. Uh, well, yeah, we're on a break right now. Um, yeah, I'm I'm taking some time doing this other uh, comedy podcast. Um, Matt has been fully radicalized into a uh, comics gate hate spewing uh, alpha male. And so, yeah, we're going to reconvene um, probably at the end of July and see how that all works out. We're going to talk about uh, the rest of the adventures of uh, Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night, in our third season. We're going to go all the way up to the 90s. And then as the 90s, we are tapping out. And then um, we're going to do a rebrand and come back and talk about um, Bronze Age monster comics. Ooh, and I believe the first one is Son of Satan. That's right. Yeah, we're going to talk about... boy. Uh, so season four. So that's a ways off. You know, it's it's going to be probably at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll come back as a as a Bronze Age uh, monster comic podcast, and uh, first uh, season season four technically will be focusing on Son of Satan. There you have it, everyone. That was our breakdown of what if number 10, what if Jane Foster had found the hammer of Thor? Let's be honest. It's a little bit of a nut story. <laughs> you should go read it sometimes and just, I don't know, share your opinion on this crazy story that Matt, Jacob, and Michelle joined me for. Again, thank you for uh, to them for joining us today. I hope you go and find out all their stuff. You know, go check out Werewolf by Night podcast. I was actually a recent guest on the podcast where we talked about an issue of Marvel Team Up where the werewolf teams up with Spider-Man and it's a crazy fun episode. Matt and Jacob were gracious hosts over there on that show. So go check out that episode and then go check out Michelle on Instagram at Moonlit Comics or her YouTube channel, Moonlit Comics. She's got some great stuff up there that I'm sure you are bound to enjoy and get just a real kick out of. So go check out all their stuff. And if you have some, some time left over after you're done checking out Werewolf by Night and Moonlit Comics, go check out our Patreon, the Mighty Thor uh, Cross the Bike Frost Patreon account with the link in the description. You can join the Thor Corps today. We have some brand new content coming out this week, and we are going to be starting a weekly bonus show that everyone that is a part of the Thor Corps is going to have access to. So go join today and you will get our entire backlog of stuff we already have up there, and you will be there uh, when the bonus shows drop every single week. It's going to be a great time over there. If you've joined the Thor Corps, you will have access to all of that. But until we see you next time, everybody, aboard the Rainbow Bridge, I encourage you, dear listener, to stay worthy.